Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Looking, uh, looking like Puff the Magic Dragon over there, Jerry. I got my Hawaiian shirt on. I'm living my life to the fullest, Pat. <laughs> yeah, Jerry is uh, looking like a, a real Tom Selleck today. I like it. <laughs> got the mustache and everything. Yep. Oh yeah, it's very, very sensual. I love it. I was solving crimes earlier too with my. Tell us about my that. Lamborghini. Oh, your Lamborghini? Tom Selleck drove a Lamborghini. This is Miami Vice we're talking about, right? Was little... I thought Tom Selleck was Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah. I'm... What are you talking about? I might be confusing cop shows in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so what have you been up to this last week, man? Not much. Hanging out. It's been raining nonstop, which means mm-hmm. I don't feel guilty staying inside playing Magic Online all day. Oh. So that's great. I mean, don't, isn't that what you do regardless of the weather? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when it's raining outside, I don't feel bad about it because oh, okay. <laughs> it's not okay. like I could be outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're finally getting some... It's been, like, really dry up here, so we've needed the rain very badly. I'm happy to see it come in. Yep, so I just uh, I stayed in all weekend and uh, played a bunch of Magic Online instead. That's nice. How'd that go? Uh, it went good. It went good. I, uh, I heard you played a few Leagues of Burn. <laughs> I played so many Leagues of Burn. <laughs> Jerry, how many Leagues of Burn did you play? Uh, well, I can, I've averaged three Leagues an hour with Burn, so a lot of Leagues of Burn. <laughs> Um, Are we going to see your uh, your deck lists up on the uh, the five O's? No, nah, you week? don't five O with burn. <laughs> oh, <you don't> fi- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it started Friday night. I was hanging out with like Dan and Josh and Mike and like all those guys, and we were all just hanging out on Discord together, all playing yep. Bun- m- bunch of degener- degenerates. Yeah, just well, it's awesome. You just hang out on Discord together. Everyone shares their screen, and everyone plays Moto Leagues. So you could just like when your opponent's taking too long to make a decision, you can just like pop into one of your buddies games and see how they're doing. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I wasn't, you know, a hundred percent all there. So I'm like, all right, what's like a, it's like a pretty, what does that mean, Jerry? <laughs> it was Friday night with my buddies. So I wasn't a hundred percent all there. Uh, so I was like, Oh, what's like a easy fun deck. So, and, uh, Josh had been talking about burn lately. So I'm like, oh, I haven't played burn in a decade. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. sleep burn up and see how it is. Man, I forgot how fun burn is. It's so burn much is fun. Pretty fun. <laughs> it's a pretty fun deck. It just sucks when like you're, you've drawn six lands and the next land off the top of your, the next card off the top of your deck is a land. And- That's why you now have those, uh, canopy lands. It runs the, oh, right. uh, the blue red, uh, yep. You know, pay one and sack it to draw a card. Fiery Islet? Yeah, Fiery Islet. It runs four of those, mm-hmm. and that, that's been a, a big boost. Oh, they're running four of those now? I was running four. I don't know if <laughs> Burn... I was running four, and it was working right, for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a, it was a blast. Also, it's just like... The games are over so quick, which is nice, so I was just, like, powering through leagues. And I think, Pat, mm-hmm. I'm just going to quit my job and become a full-time moto grinder. Because, <laughs> like, I was getting, like, three twos and four ones. And, you That's know, enough to get your get your league back and, and then some. <laughs> exactly. I could just start flipping flipping tickets. I, I think there's a career Pe- opportunity here. People want those chests right now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I just... I think uh, between Allosaurus Rider and Muxus, at the very least... Those chests are highly sought after. Yeah, so I actually just sold a bunch of them because I I've already moved on from burn, but that's getting ahead of myself. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just, Jerry, the guy who was just like, I should quit my job and play burn. I'm already moving on from burn. <laughs> uh, but no, also like the games are just a ton of fun because like you're on the edge of your seat. Like they're like almost every game of burn comes down to like a single turn where it's like yep. you're just racing, especially against like the Delver players. Mm-hmm. I had so many of my opponents after the game just like sweating bullets and either spewing salt in chat or just being like, wow, that was so close. I can't believe I got there. <laughs> so if you got if and also it's dirt cheap, you can put burn together for like 75 bucks online. If, That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't played burn in a while, everyone, I think you should sleeve it up and, you know, go back to the, the simpler days of magic. <laughs> you know, everyone needs a little burn in their life every now and then. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, I think those those what were they what were the uh, chests selling for right now? Do you know? I just unloaded a bunch of them for like three dollars and six cents or something like oh, that. Oh, so they they definitely shot up because they were like two forty or two fifty for a, for a little bit. Um, but I think people are trying. So I was reading uh something from uh. I don't know if it was Card Hoarder or Goat Bots or something like that, but they were talking about the the drop, the drops that like like Allosaurus Rider I think is one in five thousand chests, and I think Muxis, which is the new five drop goblin that is doing really well in Legacy, is also like one in every five thousand chests, and those are like highly sought after cards. So I think it's driving the prices of those chests up right now. Wait, I lied. I just uh, looked at my thing. I sold them for two dollars and sixty-two cents a chest. Okay, so they're still up though. They are still up. They are still up. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Interesting. Hopefully, they uh, increase the frequency of those because I think uh, I know Julian was was begging for more Allosaurus riders. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, keep the, keep the chests high so I can sell them. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I can't I quit you. my job and play burn full time if treasure chest <laughs> values are too low. <laughs> well, you also can't play burn full time if you're already off burn. So. <laughs> True. But man, you can get through leagues so quickly. Like, so we were just hanging out and I was averaging like three leagues an hour. Just like. That's a lot. Literally burning through leagues. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, uh, like just ten minute matches, it was glorious. <laughs> well, we have a we have a great guest on this week, Jerry, and he is he is not a fan of ten minute matches. He likes to grind them out. Wonderful. Who is it, Pat? <laughs> oh, we got we got Tom Hep on this week. What's up, Tom? Oh, Tom's back. Not much. What's going on, guys? That was a very poor segue, Tom. I apologize if you don't like if you didn't like that one. Uh, wasn't too bad. But. I never, I never really got like got like the bug depths to go go fast. It was never like room room go fast. It was always like oh, I'll just needle my own delta and <laughs> we'll, we'll drag this game out for a little while longer. Yeah. I don't know. It it goes from twenty to zero real quick. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it does. I also haven't been playing bug in a while. So really, wow. what have you been on? Wow, Pat, what a bad friend you are. Wow, I'm awful. I was I was on turbo for a little while and then I. Stop playing for three or four months, and I've been back on turbo. Oh, wow. Back on turbo. Back on just like like traditional black green. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so yeah, I'm looking at the list now. Were the three months of uh, you not playing the uh, companions dark hole? No, it just happened to work out. Um, so, like the last league season that ended in January, I just grinded pretty hard. I wanted to see if I could win the trophy race. Um, and when that ended, there were also three major events. There was the format championships, the mm-hmm. a PTQ, and one of the showcase events that I also played like three weeks in a row or three out of four weeks. And at the end, I was just kind of like done with it for a little while. It's kind of a little burnt out, I bet. A little bit of burnout, yeah. So I just yeah. decided I was going to take like a couple of weeks or just reevaluate how I felt about it, um, mm-hmm. see how my mental game was. And I just looked again in a few weeks and it was loris everywhere and that seemed miserable <laughs> so yep. took another month <laughs> came back looked again it was breach everywhere took another month <laughs> that kind yep. of stuff and yeah you know, just took a little bit longer than yeah i would have anticipated to actually want to play it <laughs> i i feel like a lot of people have uh have kind of come to that conclusion or had a similar experience where like they're like ah i don't want to play against breach uh i don't want to play against loris and Hopefully now, you know, the idea is, ah, I don't really want to play against Astrolabe. I don't know how prevalent that is, but in my mind, that's that's the next that's the next uh, issue. But I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'd say from my experience just playing around, um, the legacy meta, at least online, seems pretty healthy and diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty okay with where it's at now. Yeah, if you're just talking about, like, challenges and leagues, it's it's basically people are just playing whatever they want. I don't know whether if people were really trying, like if there was more, I don't want to say high level, but if there were more like path to the pro tour type events, I don't know whether we would see this kind of um, meta, but given the way the leagues are structured now, I think people are just playing just, what they want to play. Yeah. You just think the meta is not really developing right now because there's not really a reason to develop it other than just the fun of the game. Yeah. I mean, there's still some showcase events like once a month or I'm not even sure how often they're scheduled anymore. And I think those would be more of a barometer of as to where it would be, you know, if it was like a G, like good old days, like with GP season, people were actually trying to, they had some ultimate goal in the line of, you know, I want to get my deck mm. to be here. I don't think 
the majority of the legacy community is I want to break the meta in half. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because there isn't GPs or any big things to prepare for, that also just means the leagues don't have people, you know, gearing up for them either. Like, even even if it's you're not looking at an actual big event, you could still expect the leagues to start representing just because of people testing for those big events. But if there's nothing to test for, you know, everyone's just going to have fun and play whatever they want. Like Burn. <laughs> yeah, going back a month or two, they had the uh, they had that little stretch where they were having a PTQ every week. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the decks were a little bit more more fine-tuned then, but now I think it's a bit more of a casual format than it was. Hmm. Or even more of a casual format. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I don't know. I've been enjoying myself. Uh, there, there are specific cards that I don't particularly love that I wish weren't printed, <laughs> even if they're not <laughs> necessarily ban-worthy. Um, but I'd say overall my experience has been better. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say that I'm I'm having fun. Like at the height of the companion menace, I was just not playing magic because I just couldn't stand the format. It was so horrendously awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's actually, you know, enjoyable to sleeve up a magic deck again. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time for some people. I think a lot of people fall into that or fell into that category. And I think it's going to take some time to see if people come back because the number of players in the leagues right now is low. Um, before it reset it was low um, if you look at some of the challenges like the one they had on saturday had 37 players in it which for, oh, legacy, wow. which for legacy they had like 90 on sunday but you know for for a legacy challenge that's ridiculously low mm-hmm. so do you think that also is due to competition from the actual paper online tournaments that are being held on saturday because i know those have been really successful and, you know, there's probably a good amount of players playing in that that if they weren't playing in that would probably be playing in the Moto one. Yeah, I think there's some competition, but there would have... I mean, it depends on how far back you want to do the comparison. So if, like, you're going to compare it to, say, right when COVID started and everyone was quarantined and they were getting 200 players and, you know, certain PTQs and a couple of the challenges right off the bat, like, that's not really a fair comparison. But if you want to go back, you know six months or a year when we still had paper magic the numbers are still down compared to that Mm -hmm. so i will also say with quarantine there is a sort of just like blahness to doing things (laughs) i found where just like i find myself like i have all this free time i can you know play moto or like finish that rpg that i've been meaning to finish or like do that project and i'm just like I'm just gonna look at Reddit instead. And scroll. <laughs> just it's 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 all it's like it's like the too much ice cream problem. It's like we have yeah. so much free time that I almost just don't want to do these things because I'm just like oh I'll just do it later because I'll have free time later to do it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird. It's just kind of weird the psychology of quarantine and how it uh it's turning out. Yeah, I'm sure it's having a lot of really subtle and not so subtle effects across the board that people may not realize i feel like i've been getting salted on significantly more in chat really yes (laughs) so not just in magic but in other games and online interactions too like i just feel everyone's kind of a little bit on edge right now (laughs) yeah interesting yeah i've never i never open up chat when i play magic online so i don't really i don't think people are salting on me but i I really don't know (laughs) actually uh (laughs) <laughs> uh early early shout out to uh eddie zamora yo so easy on uh magic online uh we got paired against each other in the league and he was just like oh hey good to see you man uh hey are you all right and i'm like uh yeah why he goes oh well you're playing burn i just didn't know if like something was wrong <laughs> so I, got, I got a good laugh out of that <laughs> I also I appreciate the concern, Eddie. <laughs> Jerry's got that nihilist view of the world now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, I we did pull up the uh, the challenge lists. Was there anything that you guys wanted to talk about? I, I'm looking at this one from 627, and I, I really like the way that um, that Chronicler like kind of organizes these in uh, on the Reddit sub the uh, subreddit. Yeah, he organizes for, uh, them by spice. Legacy. I appreciate it. I appreciate. Yeah, it. I think it's Great like right man. up Jerry's alley. I mean, usually the full spice is never in the top eight, but it's always nice to see <laughs> nice to see the list pulled up there. Now see, um, now see, this one's a little <laughs> this one's a little sketchy, right? Because this is the event that I was that I mentioned briefly, the thirty seven mm-hmm. player event. So yep. the person that got posted in thirty second finished one five. 
Oh wow! So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may need to, and and three people finished at top sixteen at three and three. So wow. when the when the full spice stuff starts in where's it seventeenth? So yeah, it was all three and three and down. Yeah. So yeah, this the 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 one spice deck is the the Merfolk deck that actually had a good finish or a really high finish. The Baron. Oh, the uh, yeah, the paradigms, yeah. <laughs> the Baron Merfolk paradigm stoppy. Yeah, that list. Let's is, look at this. <laughs> that's a good list. <laughs> let's 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 read this list off. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me go down to this list here because I got to see this one. What is this? What is this blasphemy though? Merfolk is not is running a non Merfolk creature. Ah, I because mean, of Baron. Yeah, it resets its Merfolk though, so it's it's he's he's just playing his part. He's just playing his part. All um, right. Imagine being able to play a Thassa's Oracle to dig to the Paradigm Shift and then to bounce the Thassa's Oracle back to hand to win. Is Thassa's Oracle, uh, is Oracle Paradigm Shift like real? I've seen it pop up a few times, but like I haven't actually played against it. And I, I mean, if you're, like, if you're looking at this list, it's basically, um, it's down a bunch of the Lords, right? So it only has the one Lord. Mm-hmm. So the, other than yeah it's hard to believe that this deck would be good enough to win on the beatdown plan the majority of the time yeah you know, other than true naming people right sometimes just a true name gets there yeah so it looks like it's pretty close to <laughs> it's probably gets at least half of its wins from the shift i would assume yeah just to remind our listeners so paradigm shift is a weatherlight card one in a blue <laughs> for a sorcery Remove all cards in your library from the game. Shuffle your graveyard into your library, which then combos with Thassa's Oracle, which allows you to win the game because, oh, your library is gone. Thassa's Oracle just wins the game. Mm-hmm. Or you should at least have enough uh, blue devotion that any cards in your graveyard getting shuffled back in will be a yeah, smaller so, number. So many of your permanents are like double blue in the mana cost. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's run down this list. Three Baron Talarian Archmage, which is a new M21 card. One blue blue for a 2-2 legendary creature. Uh, when Baron enters the battlefield, return up to one other target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. So can you? Ex- so have you played against this, Tom? I have not, but it looks sweet. Okay. I'm just wondering kind of like what the what the interactions uh, are. They have a couple combos with it. So in the la- mana base, uh, an old school card that I haven't seen registered in a tournament in a long time, uh, Obru Palace of in the Clouds, <laughs> uh, which is from Kamigawa, everyone's favorite block, Kamigawa, uh, Legendary Land, tap to add blue, or pay one, return Obru Palace in the Clouds to its owner's hand. Yep. So that combos with Baron to ensure that you draw a card each turn, uh, the basically sacrificing your your uh, land drop for the turn. But late game, you don't care because you have the Aether Vials. Is there anything else that he's using? So the the Riptide Laboratory because it lets you return a wizard to your hand. Oh yeah. So it gets Baron, it gets um, it gets Trickster, it gets Silvergirl Adept, and Thassa's Oracle. Those are all. Uh, those are all wizards. Nice Riptide Laboratory making another comeback. That- yeah, so that's one in a blue, and it, you tap it to return a, a wizard you control. So that's pretty good. And and it's worth noting, Aboro, even though there's only one of them, like you're able to tap it and set it back to your hand without having to tap any of the lands. Yeah, that's worth noting. And then also got the Caracas. The yep. Caracas can bounce uh, Baron because he's legendary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's no joke, right? Like just literally mana war every turn. Right is is relevant if you're. It's- Especially if you have uh, Aether Vial on three. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me of uh, Death and Tax's uh, old old plan with uh, Mangara of the Corridor to just, like, mm-hmm. uh, exile something each turn. Mm-hmm. Like, just uh, Caracas bounce the legendary, uh, tap Aether Vial, put it back into play. Like, it was so backbreaking. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't have the... De- I mean, it doesn't obviously it doesn't remove it from the game, but it doesn't have the delay yeah. either. So it's actually right. in its own way a little bit better in some spots. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty backbreaking combo right there. Definitely some sweetness. Yeah, so so just being able to bounce stuff every turn while <laughs> you know, while drawing cards periodically off the other interactions. Mm-hmm. Yes, cute deck. Yeah, I like it. It's definitely uh efficient. It it's a very engine y merfolk, which I don't I can't seem to remember any other 
like engineer Emer folks back in the day. Usually they've always been pretty straightforward on the beatdown plan. Well, it's it's interesting that it has the combo kill here too, right? That's or or the you know the yeah, I guess it's a combo kill, right? Like yeah, where you get to win the game with Thassa's Oracle. So that's something that's interesting that I don't think we really see out of a lot of Merfolk decks. Usually it's just like an aggressive deck with Chalice of the Void, right, and Aether Vial. Yeah. Oh man, in the sideboard they're running three Muddle the Mixture. Gotta love it. Oh man. I mean it gets both pieces of the combo, right? So it does. So it's almost like the old school extended decks that used to have like uh Thopter Foundry combo and and Hex Mage and could get both halves of the combo with Muddle the Mixture. So this gets both pieces, plus it could just be a generic counter. Right. Yeah. Very sweet. I like this deck. I love the one Mox Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> just sometimes you want that turn want, one chalice. Yeah, you want that turn one chalice. That's right. Sometimes. <laughs> only only one quarter of the time do you want that. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, I guess four would probably be too much because you'd have to cut too much of the meat out of it. But still. What what are the chances that they like they added like Oboro and Riptide and cut a couple of Mox Diamonds? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we don't want to. We, we're not going to make these extra snow covered islands. We want like a, a little bit more utility in our lands. I yeah, it's I can't think of. It's not like he's like playing around like Blood Moon or anything like that. So I yeah I, maybe I mean it's the fourth Baron basically. Everything else in the deck is four ofs. Mm-hmm. Like it's a super efficient list in that way. Like very neat. Like no real one ofs besides this just kind of weird Mox Diamond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Imagine getting erased by one turn, <laughs> like with True Name Nemesis because they hit their one of Mox Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> so much salt. So much salt. <laughs> Uh, what else do we got on the spice list? Uh, so I was super pumped that uh, all of these uh, Nick Fit decks top thirty dude until uh, <laughs> Tom ruined the day. They're but, all one. They're all one three. <laughs> yeah. But Abzan Rector fit seventeenth place. So that's uh, that three, was definitely seventeenth. Was not, would not have been one. I think they were three <laughs> three three in that range. <laughs> There, so it's a 3-3. All right. We got Bug Alurin in uh, 14th place. Do we want to look at the uh, the other uh, challenge that had more players so we can get kind of a <laughs> more yeah, accurate? Yeah, let's look at that, let's look at that one. <laughs> Let me pull that up real quick. All right. So do, do we know how many were in this challenge? Let me see if I can. Uh, I think it was 90, 90 or 91 players. It okay. Was. So that's yeah. a more reasonable challenge. Yeah. Which gives even more credits to the the deck that I want to talk about that I actually have sl- uh, sleeved up to replace burn. <laughs> Is this a uh, world quarter combo? Nope. Not world. Oh, quarter. wow. Oh, I'm, just, I'm surprised. No, world quarter came in first place, which is pretty it awesome. It did. Uh, we just had the World Gorger guys on the podcast a couple episodes ago, so it's we awesome did. seeing uh, the deck still putting up results and coming in first of a 90-player event. Yep. But no, Pat. No, Pat. The deck that I just sleeved up. Can I, get a, can I get another, another guess? Is it a top eight deck? Uh, it is not a top eight deck. Oh, okay. All right. Then it, go for it. It's Tell a top, si- top 16 deck. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> You gotta love the Sharknado. Sharknado yeah, is here to stay, people. Well, this is this this combines your love of sharks and also like your love of standstill decks, right? Exactly. It's Shark Week. <laughs> Basically, the entire summer months are Shark Week. That, that's that's actually a big misconception. People think Shark Week is a single week. It's not. It's just the entire summer. Uh, so it's oh, and Myth realized this is this yes, has your name all over it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm just upset I didn't come up with it myself. <laughs> Been yeah. too busy playing Burn. That's all. Too busy playing Burn. Blame I, it on Burn. Uh, but I need to dust my Myth Realized deck uh, cards off. I tried to break uh, Myth Realized with Standstill years ago when Myth Realized was first printed, and like I had a little bit of success, but I just ended up not being that great. This mm. Sharknado deck, I've played against it. It it looks like a ton of fun, and it's also competitive where you're actually not just like a joke of a deck despite being a Sharknado deck. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so they put two copies in the top 16, and I think it just needs a little bit more time to develop, and I think we could actually see some more results out of this. What do you think, Pat, uh, Tom? <laughs> yeah, don't ask me about this, because this deck, this deck looks like a pile of shit to me. So. <laughs> I mean, is this... Um, I haven't actually gotten to check the article out yet. Is this basically just uh, 
more or less the Noah Walker deck, or has it evolved since he wrote about? I actually never read the Noah Ar- uh, Walker article, so I'm not sure what uh, Noah Walker's uh, list looked like. Um, but basically, the idea being it's like a blue-white control deck, and it uh, looks to abuse Hall of Heliod's generosity. So it's legendary lands, add colorless to your mana pool, one in a white, put target enchantment card from your graveyard on top of your library. So you just do that and loop standstills and shark typhoons back and forth, <laughs> just burying your opponent. All right, because you can cycle a shark typhoon. That's what you do. So cycling doesn't trigger standstill. So the whole idea is get standstill out, uh, cycle shark typhoons to keep making shark tokens, and then put them on top of your deck with uh, Heliod's generosity over and over again. Seems good with Teferi Time Raveler, too. Yes, and Teferi Time Raveler as well. Jeez. Only two ponder? Are you running only two ponder, Jerry? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. I literally just leave the deck up. I haven't like played it at all. Oh, interesting. But I want to hear Tom's take. Uh, as someone that plays primarily a deck that can win by just making land drops, I love standstill decks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Tom's not the most uh, object and uh, fair person to ask. <laughs> That's me. I think it's a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, you you also said Stasis was bad art, and a certified professional proved you wrong. <laughs> she did. She did put it down on me for sure. Uh no, this is a. Uh, I, I just I don't like any deck, Jerry, that that lets you believe that Mithrealize is actually a decent <laughs> magic card. I mean, but look at it. if you're looking at the if you're looking at the main if you go down it and go through the, the Planeswalkers creatures sorceries instance, right? There's not a single spell until you get the enchantments that would be out of place in a blue white control deck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's just all good cards across the board until you get to. The enchantments, the, which the, the shark, enchantment suite. which the shark, which the shark typhoon isn't really any different than. You never cast shark typhoon. You cycle shark. Yeah, typhoon so it's not like any different than. Yeah, I guess it doesn't cast for two and put the creature in play, but it's really not all that different from the the, the death touchers that that cantrip. Mm-hmm. You just get to loop it if you want. So mm. and it can become a real threat as the game goes. How often are you making like three threes, or is it always just like a one one? Oh no, two, you're two, making two, two. you're making three threes when I really? played against this deck. So uh, I f- I forgot what I was playing against, but I was playing also another I, or what I was playing. I was playing a grindy deck. I can't remember which one, but like I ended up having to scoop because I just like first he was making one ones and I could deal with the one ones. Then he was making two twos and I could deal with the two twos. And then he was making three threes. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I was playing ninjas. Yeah. I was, I was playing, oh, geez. I was playing, I was playing fairy ninjas and I was, I was drawing a bunch of cards off the ninjas, but he was just drawing a bunch of cards off of shark typhoons and standstills. And he buried me in card advantage. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, so if someone wastelands your, your hall of Heliod's generosity, like doesn't that just like shut like doesn't Shark Typhoon become not like a like a lost card in that respect, but like it's it gets significantly rid of the, worse. It gets rid of the engine, but I mean it's still your entreat the angels. Yeah. Is basically okay. what they're doing. Like it this is basically miracles, except instead of entreat the angels, it's running Shark Typhoon. So mm. I think we all have to just acknowledge that Shark Typhoon is a better card than Entreat <laughs> the Angels. The, welcome to the new paradigm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean I mean worst case scenario, it, it's it's much different than Entreat because if you have Entreat early in the game, it it just sits, right? Until you find mm-hmm. a brainstormer just to put it back. If you find Typhoon, mm-hmm. it's just worst case scenario, you just cycle it for nothing for two and just go through it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It seems reasonable that between well, yeah, there's a lot of counter magic there. Six free counter spells, two pierce, two snares, and two regular counter spells, plus four swords. So it's completely reasonable to not expect anything to get through or remove it for the first two turns and then slam an ancestral recall. That one of, of the spots. Ga- one of the games I played against them, they just made a one one shark and then they just countered and swords anything I did, and eventually that one one shark just poked me down. <laughs> Yeah, they just need to they just need to make sure the opponent doesn't get ahead and then leverage it. So it seems completely reasonable to me. Wait, the sharks have flying? Yeah, the sharks have flying. Oh, They're in a typhoon bat. It's Sharknado. <laughs> what don't you get about Sharknado? I just thought the I thought the tornado brought the sharks and then you just have sharks. I didn't realize it no, not only flying. not only did the tornado bring the sharks, they're also <laughs> flying around. <laughs> Yeah, shark typhoon. The, there, there should be like a there should be a clause in the sharks that like you have to flip a coin, and depending on what the flip is, it either attacks you or your opponent. 
because the sharks can't control which way they're spinning and they're just they're just chomping out there. Oh man. I'm just saying if I was a card designer, it would be much more flavorful if I was making cards. You you think Shark Typhoon isn't flavorful enough, Pat? You're gonna you're gonna look me in the eyes and tell me Shark Typhoon. Yeah, I'm gonna shark add, typhoon. A, I'm gonna add a, fling, a, a a flipping yeah, absolutely a flipping <laughs> mechanism to it. All right, you heard it here first, people. Shark Typhoon, not flavorful enough for Pat. It just doesn't make sense that they can just attack whatever they want. There's sharks in a, in a tornado. Just, uh, uh, I'm upset now. I'm upset now. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset that you're upset. <laughs> the only disappointing part of this card is that it doesn't have flavor text. I know, right? <laughs> what would the flavor text of Shark Typhoon be? Chomp, chomp, bubble, bubble, chomp. <laughs> I was I was gonna I was thinking we're gonna need a bigger uh typhoon. <laughs> actually we're gonna need a bigger boat would actually be pretty good. Just like uh, straight up rip the jaws just, line. Yeah, I was trying to do like a play on words of that, but if they just straight up did we're gonna need a bigger boat, that would actually be pretty perfect. That I, that I could get behind. <laughs> uh I guess for uh the listeners who've never seen this card, and I don't blame you because it's from my Korea and it doesn't <laughs> see much legacy play until now. Until now. <laughs> It's cycling X1 in a blue. When you cycle it, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. It's pretty good. <laughs> Seems all right. Doesn't make sense, but it makes... Yeah, sure. Why not? I love it. <laughs> and it's an enchantment. So you just cycle it over and over and over. Did you see the uh, the walled gorger dragon that took it down? Yeah, but that's not spice anymore, Pat. They, they you know... I guess not. <laughs> listen to the siren song and are playing, like... They got the uh, astrolabes in there. They yeah. got the fairies in there. Oh, they got four mana to fairy too. Master of time. Oh, we'll talk about when we were doing the reviews. I didn't think to fairy would uh, see any play just because why would you run him over Jace? But I guess World Gorger wants him. When you can double up, when you can when you can activate. It. See, the only reason we thought for me it was on a line, right? It was if you can only activate him once every turn cycle, then that's different. But you can activate him on your turn and your opponent's turn. And so that makes it, I think it bumps it up a little bit in the playability uh, spectrum there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, but yeah, they they went to the dark side playing Astrolabe. They're playing Ice Fangs. They're playing Uros now. So they've just gone full. Are we the baddies now? And uh, they've embraced the Hold dark up. side. <laughs> They're running Dusk Mantle Guild Mage? What they the are, hell? yes. One. One. Let's say what you want to talk about what this card man. does. Yeah, you'll only ever see it in a draft format other than here. <laughs> but uh, blue-black for a 2-2, two, two, one blue-black. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere this turn, that player loses one life. Two blue-black, target player puts the top two cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. So it's a so win why con- do they have this? It's a win condition with World Gorger. So the World Gorger Dragon oh, also right. creates infinite combo. Yeah. And this just lets you mill out your opponent. Yep. Okay. So I guess if they have like some onboard hate or something like that that prevented you from winning through combat or something, you could just use this as your win condition. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Tom? It's interesting. I saw this deck for the first time, or this version of the deck for the first time this week. I cast a discard spell on turn one and saw Dusk Mage or Dusk, Dusk Mantle killed Mage in their hand and had to read it three times <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't see any of the dragon pieces in their hand. Like yeah. it was just like Oko good stuff. Like I saw like Ice Fang Quaddle, Euro, like removal, a brainstorm, and this thing in their hand. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it didn't uh it wasn't until they entombed a little later that it, <laughs> it occurred what was going on oh no i'm in uh, danger yeah. <laughs> that's really the biggest sin of world gorge dragger at this point is it convinces you it's oko good stuff and then it slaps a dragon in your face <laughs> yeah well what was interesting about the match is like so game one i don't know if i'm remembering this right but game one i think they won with the combo like mid game essentially and after they stalled me out by having an ice fang to block euro going over 20 life like the they stalled out for a while and then eventually killed me so you know you board to shut that aspect of the deck off and i think they basically boarded into like an oko deck so i think mm-hmm. they took a bunch of the pieces of the combo out and brought in like if you look at this person's sideboard it's three oko thief of crowns three assassins trophies uh, Sylvan Library, Veil of Summers. So I think they brought like 12 cards in against me. So they probably brought in all the Assassin's Trophy, all the Okos, all the Veils, Library, and Cling to Dust too as like a general good stuff card and just removed the combo 
and voila they're a totally different deck (laughs) so so if you're if you die to the entomb combo and they know you're the type of deck like obviously i'm on depths so they know i have at the very least bog and i'll probably bring in some graveyard heat on top of that Mm -hmm. it's like ha now you have these enjoy your surgicals versus my good stuff deck (laughs) kind of thing um so it was interesting it was a tight match but yeah some of the cards i had to look up how phasing worked because yeah they had a teferi at one point and i had the ability to make a lash i was like i really don't know when i get this back like <laughs> like i think it's my turn maybe kind of it'd been a long time and i know they changed the rule at some point too yeah and teferi you can activate anytime you can play an instant right so yeah. if it phases back in your turn they can still activate it and phase it out during your turn and you basically never get to attack with your merit lage right uh, I mean, there's plenty of answers to that. Turbo runs not of this world. All versions of Depths run crop rotation into Step. Um, okay. So you you have outs. It is it's just another card that you have to uh, win through. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you guys see the uh, the elves list that came in? I think fifth, the Allosaurus Shepherd deck. Yeah, he actually um, he went um, undefeated. I think the, he was the, the first that, seed going into does, the top eight. Does that card concern anyone, or is it just me? It makes me a little nervous about elves. What do you mean, concern? Like, the elves would be too good? Yeah, well, I guess Elvis hasn't been, like, great for a while, but... What list is this? This is the uh, Nathan Lippitz uh, fifth-place list from the challenge on 628. Uh, And it's just playing three of the Allosaurus Shepherd, which is the single green elf shaman. It's a 1-1 Allosaurus Shepherd, so it it can't be countered. And then green spells you control can't be countered. Oh, yeah. So that makes me nervous, like, in, in the sense of, like... You play that guy. Oh, well, I don't know. It's just having a bunch of uncounterable green spells makes me nervous. That's all. I mean, basically, if you run a blue, blue good stuff deck, it would make me nervous. Mm-hmm. Like but, Sharknado. You're but, saying Sharknado should be nervous. I mean, is that really that bad of a thing? Like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Elves hasn't seen play in what feels like almost a year now. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not true. <laughs> there have uh, been some. There have been some very good players putting up some very good results. Newton's put up a ton of results with really? the deck. Really, I feel I haven't seen it at all, other than pretty like pretty sure like he qualified for the for the pro tour by winning one of the major events oh. with it. All right, <laughs> I I guess I just have a, a hole in my memory. Whenever I see a elves list, my mind just goes blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just look. He won the he won the showcase on the twenty sixth. Damn it, mid- Jerry! <laughs> April April twenty sixth. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll cease play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's around, right? It, I don't know. It's I just I between feel that like it, and the Veil of Summer, it's like uh, all these green. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Why does green get that ability? I don't get it. Of all the cards that you could be upset about, is I'm not upset. I'm really. just saying I'm a little concerned. That's all. It's on my radar. That's all. I mean, what's the what's the activation? Six on that? Yeah, but it's not even the activation that concern. It's really just like. You play Allosaurus Shepherd, and then they they spit out a bunch of uh, you know Wirewood Symbiotes and Birchlord Rangers, and th- then they you just can't counter their their uh, Glimpse Nature. They just glimpse for free, or or, they, or rather they, they natural order for free, you know, well, not for free, but they natural order uncounterable, and then they just they just run you over. I don't know. I just you, you could try. Me. It's it's a one one, right? Yes, you could try running removal. I mean, yeah, I, I've run seven bolt effects. Now. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't like it. All right. It just doesn't seem like the end of the world. It just seems I'm not like saying it's the end of the world. I just said it's on my radar. It's on my radar. That's all I'm saying. Fine. I'm done. I'm done. Damn it, Tom, and your moderate takes. I hate it. Oh, it seems like a very strong card. I just of all the other cards that I've seen. Play, no, I know. I know. Like, even tribal, like Muxus, is so much more obnoxious than that card. Muxus, yes, Muxus is legit. I'm actually trying to get some for uh, for Liam's Goblins deck because that card is. Uh, everyone, I've, I'm in the uh, the Legacy Goblins Discord, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we need copies of this card. There's not enough copies out. This card is bonkers." I joined the Goblins Discord today. Did you really? Yeah, I was referred. Yes. To, I was referred to as death immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they not like playing against you. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I kind of want. I kind of want to play goblins online and see how like because I like playing uh, the goblins. I think it's fun. So I might put it together for uh, for some legacy leagues and play it. 
We haven't seen any uh, place, though. Do we have a, sta- a standard list yet, or are people still figuring out the I, uh, They're still working on it. Like, yeah. But, I mean, I think part of it is that there's a couple of different directions that you can take it now, right? They got, yeah. they got multiple new brand, car- brand new cards that they needed to test. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think some people wanted to test Snoop as a value card, which it sort of sounded like the people that have tested that like thumbs down so far yeah yeah um, that's really disappointing too but I, I think it's i think that's gonna be one of those cards that like is only going to get better as time goes on right there's just gonna be because i think the, possible, the was, but how much better can the goblins get than kiki jiki and muxus like true, true. Where, where are you going from here yeah <laughs> so no that's, that's totally if, true so if it doesn't work yet um so you could test that as like a value card um you could test it with the top deck goblin tutor for the, for the more combo oriented version and then you could just straight up go like almost like your previous goblins shells and just find a mm-hmm. way to tweak it to make it um, more muxus friendly which i think is where most of the pilots are going at the moment yep and i think they're all very good i mean if they start with a turn one lackey you know it used to be like okay what's the worst thing that could happen like mm-hmm. yeah this could be kind of bad you know now it's like if Muxus comes down, you're probably just dead. <laughs> like even if it's only a two of, that's not a. I mean, how is that not a worse lead than turn one Allosaurus Rider? Right. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I don't know. Whatever that card's <laughs> called, I don't think that name's right. <laughs> Allosaurus Rider was the, the old uh, card. A Shepherd's the new one. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was the that was in the Grizzlebrand combo deck in modern, but uh, so are they just putting the Muxus in? I feel like you're they're never hard casting him. No, um, no, you're gonna cheat it in off of uh, off of Lackey or Matron. Yeah. No, I think they were also doing it. I think they're readjusting the deck. The ones that the lists that I've seen are um, adding like a second prospect or two. Okay. Oh, yeah. actually, so, that's right. I played against goblins, and they had a prospector, and I thought that was really interesting because I hadn't seen that card in a while. Yeah, yeah. So between so between that, the the goblin that reduces the casting cost, plus it's not yeah, even really. Chief. Yeah, it's also not out of the question to vile to six. So yeah. they plus have a you lot have Mark of War Marshal. So you're gonna put a, you're gonna put yeah. goblins off Mark War Marshal, and yeah, you're gonna get a lot of goblins. Yeah, so they have it's it's not nearly as unreasonable to cast that as you would mm-hmm. expect. And then with four caverns, it's not like you're just ramming it into counter magic all the time either. Yep. But it does feel good to I bet I bet it feels good to Goblin Lackey hit that and put in Muxus and then just like fart a bunch of like probably th- between three to four goblins onto the board on turn two. That seems pretty great. Yeah, if that thing comes down off Lackey on turn two, unless you're against some kind of combo deck that's going to kill you on the spot. <laughs> If they get another turn, you're probably in good shape. Yep. <laughs> but I guess you can always you can always like you know matron for for Muxus as well. I mean, there's just a lot of ways to get it in. I think it's great. See, I think we're sh- we're revealing a clear bias here. Clearly powerful red card. That's like this is amazing. <laughs> this is great. I love this. Oh, you, you could just kill people. You could just kill people on turn two. Oh wait, this green deck might be able to have an uncounterable glimpse on turn two. That's bullshit. <laughs> well, listen, listen, elves. I just don't think green should have uncounterable effects. You don't see any uncounterable effects in red. I don't know. I don't understand why green all of a sudden gets it. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all. Well, it's on red, my radar. Ha- red has uncounterable of, spells. Yeah, split second. If you think about rage. Oh, right, way yeah, back. Like, one, yeah. yeah, like three cards. How many cards have split second? Three. Well, how many elf cards have uncounterable? Isn't one Two. of the X burn spells uncounterable too? Yeah. Usually uncounterable <laughs> know, is maybe. like a. It's usually like a like something like you have to do something extra in order to make it uncounterable. Hmm. Well, so this was only in Jumpstart. What is that? What was Jumpstart? I don't know what Jumpstart is. <laughs> it's like the new release that it's impossible. You, you guys had mentioned it in the intro. Like yeah. the specific high-end cards or high-rarity cards or whatever, or yep. like one in 5,000 chests. Yeah. So. Wait, so this wasn't ever printed in paper? Not yet, I don't think. Or if they did, it, it just got released. Yeah, it's just it's brand new. So I, I like I said, I know I, again. I haven't tried to get them myself, but I know the goblins players on the Discord are like, I'm F, I'm you know refreshing every every hour or two trying to get these cards, and there's just none available. So yeah, go. are these? Wait, do you have to order them directly from uh, Wizards for Jumpstart? I don't. I actually don't even know how Jumpstart gets out there. To be honest with you, I could probably Google it, but I, I don't really want to. Because if people if people are on the the pod if people are listening want to fight I'm sure they know I'm sure people know where stuff comes out way more than I do I don't pay attention to this stuff let me, let me go jumpstart MTG all right let's let's just let me, let me just read an article it'll be very Pat lazy. doesn't Pat doesn't want to know because the release date is July 17 
It's uh, a new way to play Magic that mashes together themes and lets you skip the deck building part, which I like. I don't like deck deck building. Honestly, this is brilliant marketing to put powerful cards in this new product because none of us would be talking about Jumpstart if they didn't put some powerful goblins in it. Mm -hmm. So July 17th is when it comes out on paper, I guess. So we can look forward to that. Uh, oh, I remember. Has almost 500 reprints. How many cards are in the set? Do we know? So the whole idea is that you just grab two booster packs and shuffle them together, and that's your deck. Set size is 495 cards. Jeez Louise. Wait, how is it 495 cards if there's over 500 reprints? No, almost 500 reprints, it says. Oh. Each booster contains 20 cards. All 20 cards fit a theme. Interesting. And most themes have multiple variations. Enough to make 121 possible 20 card lists inside any given pack. No. Do I have to get a box of this, Jerry? Is that what we have to do? I think we might have to. This sounds pretty cool, actually. All right. Let's just get a box of Jumpstart. Everyone always gives a shit and is saying, like, ah, you guys are always bah humbug and you hate (laughs) new things. This is a new thing I like. This seems really cool. Yep. Okay. We'll get a box. I hope the first pack you own open has something named Alice Rider or whatever it is. (laughs) Alice (laughs) Shepard. So these haven't been printed in paper yet. They've only been uh, released online in treasure chests. Sort of. <laughs> According to the calculation, two copies per card per day. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's that's, it takes 10,000, uh, 5,000 packs to open up one. So, yeah, exactly. It's Yeah, they're saying two copies of each card per day, which is not not many. So this actually is cool because this is a way to do limited with your friends on uh, on like video services. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that a couple episodes ago about how like it's great that we can all use webcams to play each other and it's been great, but there's no replicating the limited experience because it's not like you can pass a pack to someone. Right. With these, each just, player just grabs two jumpstart booster packs. That's man. your deck. Now you have a uh, like a mini sealed pool um, that you're playing uh, against your friends. Yeah, you're not wrong, man. All right, let's all, you know, we have a bunch of questions for you, Tom. Do you want to get into these from the Facebook page? I'm sure these are wonderful. Um, yeah, we're going to rapid fire these. <laughs> sure. Um, Callum, this is actually, this is probably my favorite one. Callum asked, uh, what happened to the other 76 negators prior to your ascent to greatness? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Look, 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 the negator was created for the sole purpose of tracking and destroying planeswalkers. You know, the early the early versions were crude in design, um, but we improved them as the ages passed. And, you know, in the pursuit of destroying as many obnoxious planeswalkers as possible, we lost a few negators. And the <laughs> 77th one is stuck. So we're good. Um, let's see. All right. So. All right, this this is some shameless plug here. Braden, Braden offered me to do some shameless plug on the podcast. So he says, hey, Tom, do you also listen to Pat and Jerry's Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the natural <laughs> ones? It's great. But are you just are you as disappointed as I am in the lack of rave air horn sound effects in the last couple of episodes? I can't say that I've heard that cast um, personally. However, if there's a lack of air raid sign, sounds, I'm disappointed for him. <laughs> Uh, Romario asks, how are you so good with depths? Also, hi, Tom. I'll preface this by saying Romario is a great magic player, and then I'll insult him. <laughs> uh, I, I got good by watching Romario stream the deck and not making any of the mistakes he makes. <laughs> good burn. Good burn. <laughs> um, all right. So we have uh, Bryant Cook asks, how do you feel about Birds of Paradise? I feel like this must be an inside inside joke, I guess. Yeah, so there was a Hangouts call not that long ago where usually I'm pretty good about not tilting, but there was a scenario versus like a Maverick-style deck where I just needed them to not have a um, fl- an off-color flying creature because mm-hmm. it would mess with my ability to step through their swords to plowshares. And they played a Birds of Paradise, and I just tilted off. Like, <laughs> I was like, uh, expletive Birds of Paradise, expletive <laughs> Birds of Paradise... <laughs> And I started complaining as it was going through sideboards. And I was like, oh, I can't believe this has to be a one-of in this deck. And just kept going on and on and on. And then, like, in the third game, they ended up in a situation where they had three copies of it in play. And I was just being mocked relentlessly. So, (laughs) (laughs) So... So I don't believe I've ever gotten angrier at a at a card that's really not a big deal as Birds of Paradise. <laughs> Birds of Paradise needs a ban. 
<laughs> we need a band birds of paradise. <laughs> Uh, all right. When are you going back to Bug Depths, AJ Vunovic? Uh, when are they scheduled to ban Vale? <laughs> is that the uh, is that what it is there? Yeah, I mean, bugs. The disruption suite for Bug Depths is Assassin's Trophy, Abrupt Decays, eight discard spells, three Fluster Storms, <laughs> um, and basically Vale shits on every single one of those cards. Um, you can't play the long game versus Miracles, like where you mm-hmm. want to set up turns where you can play either like a surgical on their plows into a fluster storm when they only have a few mana left if they try to play something um or and crop into a fluster storm. You, you just can't make the plays that you want to make against decks that have veil you can't go long so as long as that dynamic exists in numbers in the format i can't play the, the strategy i want in a lot of matchups so gotcha. i don't think it's worth it yet okay um what scares you about playing against pox and what about and what about playing against travis parsley scares you the most <laughs> um who said that question and <laughs> brian isaac <laughs> oh <laughs> i thought it was a travis question but uh, <laughs> so pox i guess the thing that scares me the most about pox is knowing that i'm never going to get the 45 minutes back that it takes me to beat it <laughs> Uh, be careful because Travis is actually scheduled to be the guest on next week's episode to talk about Pox. So, so he is going to get the rebuttal. So just just be aware. That's that's fine. I have a uh, very 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 positive record versus Pox. It's just like how long does it take you to activate your curse scroll? Could- how many of your cards am I going to have to read because you have three flex slots that get the <laughs> most recent rare card that you think is playable? <laughs> oh, wonderful. I love Fox um, and Travis, so. Yeah, all right, good. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the relative positions and flavors of depths for the current meta? This is from Dominic Monfrey. Uh, I think that meta is all over, so I think you can basically play whatever you want. I think mm-hmm. depths period is pretty well positioned. Um, right now, I think a lot of the Delver players, that may shift back, um, but I think a lot of the Delver players had trimmed on their bounce spells. Like you're seeing main decks that have zero Brazen Borrowers or one Brazen Borrower, and then maybe mm-hmm. have, you're seeing them play a little bit of Submerge, which is a card that Depths can really play around fairly easily um, by just getting rid of their Forest. Um, so I think, I mean, basically, if you want to play Depths, you can play any variant. The The slow bug Depths with the okos and euros i think is stronger than mm. old school slow black green depths but i think turbo's playable i think that version of bugs playable um andrew asks this is a little bit of uh, again this is if if you're on the facebook page you'll understand the joke here how do you fix an ironed wasteland i don't know the reference <laughs> okay one of our one of our uh one of our members uh bought a water damage wasteland foil wasteland and then tried to fix it by ironing it. <laughs> and let's just say it did not have the desired effect. <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate the tenacity. A, a for effort? <laughs> yeah, it's something. Uh, I think it actually made it look cooler. <laughs> I mean, I mean, could you try and present it as like a crimp? How did it come out? <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, David Sittinger Wait, asks. I just that just gave me an idea. So you get one of those like hair crimpers, and you try and dry out cards that way. That might actually work, guys. Jerry, I don't think you know what a hair crimper is or how it's actually how it works. Because <laughs> I think what you mean is a, maybe a curling iron, and that is worse. <laughs> why would I want to curl my cards, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you want to crimp? All right. Anyway, um, uh, David Sittinger asks, when are you and Rich Shay throwing down? Are, is there some beef between you and Rich Shay? No, um, I think we when the Legacy Pit was doing the remote series when they couldn't have the Mm in-person stuff in their pit. um, I think we were on back-to-back weeks. Gotcha. And I've made it a habit of whenever I'm in their chat, I harass Travis, (laughs) and he just said that the two of us. Well, he basically took something that I said that insulted him, and I think told Rich it instead. That doesn't sound like Travis at all. I don't believe the. So he basically instigated a challenge um, and then said he was going to follow up, but uh, I haven't heard anything. That's that's awesome. No, Rich is awesome, but (laughs) I'll play him for fun, sure. Um, Let's see. uh, uh, Tony Taromina. Taromina. Sorry, sorry, Tony. Says hi, Tom, longtime follower and disciple of the 2020. How many more years do you think we'll be able to play depths decks before Wizards turns the format into Oko and Six? 
Ring Circus. Oko and Six Ring Circus. Oh, I see. I'm holding out hope that after the amount of feedback they've gotten in the last six months plus, that given how far out they design cards, I'm hoping we're going to get like a, a peel back mm-hmm. on power level for a while. And, I don't know, strong playable strategies should stick as mm-hmm. long as we don't, you know, overload like we have. Jeremy Buckingham asks, uh, favorite, favorite unsolvable riddle from the 90s? Either A, how do they cram all that gram? Or B, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I'm not even familiar with the first one. So oh, yeah. Okay. How many? How do you cram? Is that a is that a cocaine reference? No, I, I think, <laughs> no. Gram isn't like a graham cracker. I think there was um, wasn't there like a like a uh, a, a uh, weird there, cereal that looked like honeycomb? Honeycomb? Yeah. Well, no, there was it was like graham something. It had a teddy. It had a bear as their mascot. I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're all gonna go with the Tootsie Pop here. I think right. Sure, we'll go with Al. Okay, there's a clear right. answer of three. Jasper just like like rapid fires a bunch of these questions, so I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the one I like the best, which is what was your and the host's favorite pog slammer? And do you know do you know what a pog slammer is, Tom? I do not. Okay, Jerry, do you know what a pog slammer is? I do, but I never did them. They were right before my time. Okay, so I had a thick thick ass brass one that had like a skull on one side and was blank on the other. That was the dopest one that I owned. Um, Rodrigo Tagoris asks, uh, when and how to play discard against the four and five color snow codex post board? Early, late, or around Veil? How long of an answer are you looking for? <laughs> five <laughs> words or less. <laughs> five words or less. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Go nuts. Go nuts. Uh, I'm not going to go too nuts because it's obviously contextual. Um, I think whenever you have a window, either on the player or when they're tapped out, you should always prioritize firing it off to not walk into a veil. Um, if they're on the play and they just obvious green source pass or fetch pass, um, one of the things I like to do is wait until their second turn because a lot of the time what, what they want to do is spend the end of... When they have two untapped, they want to spend the end of our second turn flashing in a quaddle. Um, so if you can at least tie up their mat on and prevent them from developing, even if you walk into a veil, it's not the end of the world. Um, most of the time, you're not going to just be able to pretend that your discard is like auto mulligans. So if they just take the style of never not having a green source untapped, you're, you're likely... Unless, I mean, but it depends on what you're bored. Like if you can just present the combo on turn two or turn three... And there's no need to hand check them. Like you either have a safekeeper and player or some other form of protection and crop, then you know don't walk into it. But I think you kind of need to look at like each game individually and assess it from there. Okay. Um, that was pretty. That was pretty concise, Tom. I gotta give you credit for that. Uh, let's see. Philippe Madoros asks, "Why do you hate Dryad of the Elysium Grove?" Uh, do I hate that card? I don't know. Maybe maybe i said something somewhere probably i mean if i said it, it was probably in passing because i lost to it <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember but G- gavin enderlin asks what do you make your dog's food out of and how do you prepare it for them um interesting um so so my little my little guy has like a neurological disorder so one of the many many things on top of that that he has that we don't really even though he's gone to many vets and the neurologist and everything else he just has a bunch of weird issues that we don't really know why they occur and one of them is extreme uh, indigestion he gets gastro a lot Mm -hmm. so every time it would be like every couple months we would have to take him in and every time they'd be like put him on chicken and rice put him on chicken and rice that's what'll settle him so eventually we started doing a little bit of a mixture with some dry dog food with chicken and rice until eventually we got the the ratio right um as far as what to make them and that's kind of stuck ever since we're not doing like i'm not growing stuff in the backyard and getting ingredients from the <laughs> from the store and cooking you're but, not going to whole foods yeah. for them yeah it's it's just a mixture of chicken rice and dog food gotcha um let's see nate nate Goley asks will i ever beat you I hope not. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Holland asks, how much wood can an orcish lumberjack jack if an orcish orcish lumberjack could jack wood? Pass. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this We're going to pass on Chris Ross's... Uh, well, this is a weird one. Ever kill and eat a human being? I'm going to say the answer is no. Is that a hard no? I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised. It's a weird question from Chris. Just going to say... 
All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go past. All right. <laughs> I didn't um, hear that. Uh, Brad asked. Brad asked me. This is not a. This is not a thread for me. He asked me what it's like to be talking to the Tom and Jerry. And to be quite honest, Brad, I'm honored. I'm very honored. Um, Wilson Hunter asks, what are your thoughts on pox? I think we might have already touched on that. <laughs> Love pox. Love pox. <laughs> and uh, final question here from uh, from Justin Perry. Have you ever played Reanimator Depths? Any opinions about the deck? Uh, I've never personally um, played the deck. I generally don't like uh, hybrid versions. I never really got on board with the Hogak Depths stuff. Um don't like the reanimator stuff it's just not my style of deck i feel like you end up in a spot where the majority of the time you end up with an inferior version of both decks all right you want to play reanimator just kill them you want to play depths just kill them (laughs) (laughs) don't do both don't do a little bit of both all right pretty much all right uh all right well before we uh before we get out of here i do want to thank our newest patron this week uh christopher reinhardt thank you for being the newest patron uh really appreciate it uh if you guys want to support the show directly of course it's patreon.com slash leaving legacy he also sent us a really nice message um and i don't know if he wants us to read on the cast so uh christopher if you want us to read on the cast just uh, shoot me a message let me know if that's okay i just don't want to put it out there if you're not if you're not comfortable with that so but i, I would love to read it because it was a very nice message um but yeah let's get into uh scoops and poops before we get out of here jerry oh yeah what is it um so up on the facebook page we posted it but uh one of our legacy community members dan hall uh, was in a pretty serious motorcycle accident and ended up uh, losing an arm in it. So he's in critical condition in the hospital, but there's a GoFundMe posted on there. Um, he's a longtime Legacy community member. You know, this dude just likes playing Burn and uh, some 12 Post. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, the GoFundMe posted. If you guys want to support it, uh, that'd be great. I'm also doing a giveaway. Um, Anyone who donates to the GoFundMe, all you have to do is just send me a DM. Any amount of money could be a dollar, could be whatever it is, just any amount of money. And uh, I'm giving away the uh, digital version on Arena of the Summer Bundle Drop, which is all those sweet uh, alternate art bundles that they came out with, like Tattoo with the Python Needle and the four, four Lightning Bolts and all that good stuff so i'm doing a giveaway uh for anyone who donates to that so that's on the uh the facebook page that comic book lightning bo- lightning bolt art is uh the background of my phone right now is very dope yeah they are sick i can't wait to get them um so yeah giving away the uh the digital digital download of those awesome what a, that's a great cause man um all right well let's get into scoops and poops jerry hell yeah uh, let's do it who's scooping in the top eight this week jerry uh i am gonna scoop in Tom for coming on and being the person that I uh, scoop in because I don't have anyone to scoop in today. <laughs> I don't accept it. <laughs> Alright. Any poops? That's deserved. Uh, no, no poops. All right. I got no scoop. I'm, I'm net neutral this week, Pat. Okay, interesting. Uh, Tom, who do you want to scoop in and top it this week? Uh, I would like to scoop in uh, Jerry for having me on. Wow, real real feel bads. <laughs> <laughs> Don't accept Jerry. Don't accept it. <laughs> I'm an absolute. Yeah, you're right. I, I I choose not to accept. I choose not to accept. All right, fine. I scoop Pat in. Yeah, I will accept. I will take it. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> you got suckered into that, Jerry. Oh, did I just get reverse psychology? <laughs> any uh, any poops this week, Tom? No, nah, that's all good. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm gonna scoop in uh the goblins Discord because it's always crazy in there, and I like uh I like learning about the deck, and I'm trying to pass on as much info to, to Liam as I can. Uh, he actually two owed me the other week in Legacy, like straight up two owed me, which was uh both exciting and humiliating. So that was fun. <laughs> um, and I'm also gonna I'm also gonna poop on him too because uh, I think he cheated when he beat me, and I'm gonna stick to that. That's how he beat me. He cheated. So uh, wait, did he oh, really? Pat? Yeah. Pat, would you like to Would you like to hear a goblin story that might hurt Jerry? Yes, I would love yeah. to hear <laughs> anything that hurts Jerry. I'm all about. <laughs> so I was watching Jarvis stream goblins with Eli today, and they were playing versus Show and Tell. <laughs> <laughs> and the show and tell player Colgan's command them like five or six for one or something like that. Oof. And then they played a couple of goblins and a Muxus and well, the Muxus first, and then they swept with the Colgan's command. Yep. So then they played a show and tell, which got blasted. <laughs> so they played a second show and tell, which resolved and they put Gristlebrand in, but they yep. were eight. So they couldn't draw. Yep. And the Muxus swing was a seven, seven on top of all of the other goblins. <laughs> 
<laughs> to the point where Gristlebrand had to either chump block it or they died. And it was, <laughs> so it was, it was fun. And uh, I wanted to get Jerry's take on uh, how it's going to feel to be looking at show and tell and wondering if they're just going to put Muxus in the play and kill him. <laughs> It feels it feels like the equivalent of having multiple Ashen Riders in the main deck against the matchup. <laughs> I'm not afraid of any main. That, I mean, but that I mean, card, that card scares me. <laughs> that that uh that be, that just makes show and tell even even more difficult to play now, Jerry. Isn't that amazing? Ah <laughs> uh, man, I I've, when I thought Monkey Gauge was the worst of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jerry straight up Galaxy Brain over there in his uh in his Magna Pi. Uh, Hawaiian shirt. Jerry's living his best life right now. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on again this week, Tom. It was awesome to have you. That was fun as always. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jerry, uh, anything else we got to go over this week? I think that's it. All right, awesome. Well, just a uh, real quick shout out to our editor, Justin. He's the uh, the guy who t- what Tom Tom started recording with us, but in the pre show he's like, oh, you guys don't timestamp or you know audio lineup or anything anything anymore. I'm like, nope. Uh, Justin handles all that for us. So shout out to Justin for making our lives infinitely easier. Yeah, little known fact about Justin is he was actually the uh, model they used when they painted Muxus. That's actually based on Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to top that. That's great. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for hanging out this week. Uh, we will catch you all next week. Enjoy the Fourth of July, by the way. This is the first time I think before a holiday I've remembered to say something. Enjoy the Fourth. Be safe yeah. out there. Hope you all get Friday off. Woo! I don't, but uh, that's okay. I'll enjoy it anyway. Bye, guys. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Come on.